You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, Titans fans. It is a Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. And on today's show, we are going to conclude the 2021 Locked On Titans free agency preview. In previous episodes, I've talked about the entire offense. I've also gone over the front seven of the defense. And we will finish strong today with the secondary, talking cornerbacks and talking safeties that are available for the Titans on the open market. But if you guys missed any of my previews of the other positions, make sure that you go back and check those episodes out. Also, please subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform that you do stream so that you don't miss any of the Monday through Friday Tennessee Titans content I will be putting out all year long. But as for today, we are going to talk about cornerbacks and safeties. Got a bunch of different flavors for you guys, different styles of player to go over, and of course, at different prices. But I do find it funny that yesterday we did talk about the pass rushers that will be available on the open market for the Titans. Talk about the edge rushers, the the defensive ends, the outside linebackers that can help the Titans fix their biggest problem. And of course, about 8 to 12 hours after I recorded the pass rusher podcast, what I would consider now the biggest name in that market actually officially hit the market. And I will talk to you about who that player is and how they instantly become a top target for the Tennessee Titans. So we're going to talk about that story. We're going to dive into the end of the free agency preview with the secondary all on today's Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. It would be my luck that about 12 hours after I record the Pass Rush free agency preview podcast, we see Von Miller from the Denver Broncos reportedly going to hit the open market. He did have a club option, a team option on his contract, and it looks like the Broncos are going to allow him to hit unrestricted free agency did not necessarily know whether or not that would happen so didn't really want to focus on Von Miller but I'll take this opportunity just to say whereas yesterday I talked about some of the top options on the market like Bud Dupree like Shaq Barrett maybe Yannick Ngakwe and I said I wasn't too interested in those Von Miller Von Miller would be a significant option for the Titans and somebody I would be willing to pay that kind of money. I know that Von Miller is in the elder stages of his career, but he is still incredibly productive. And if you're going to take a chance on a name at that kind of money, are you going to give it to Bud Dupree and Yannick Ngakwe? Are you going to give it to Von Miller? So that's somebody in that top tier money range that I would consider. Now, I know there's been some... um, rumors and some strange occurrences around Von Miller that I don't feel comfortable enough to speak on one way or the other, but uh, more uh, diving into those situations would be important from an organizational standpoint before they did pay Von Miller. But just based on the football player, what he should command. And another thing I do want to mention here, we're getting word Chase Edmonds, a running back from the Arizona Cardinals, actually mentioned on Twitter on Wednesday, and he could be wrong or he could be right, but I think a player is a good person to take this from, saying that free agency could be wild this year because with the cap being less than it normally is because of COVID in 2019, that's going to encourage players to 
take short-term, one-year deals like we saw with a Jadavian Clowney last year. It's going to encourage a lot of star players around the NFL to take deals like that and then wait for 2022 when the money will go back right or even increase above what it was in 2019, and then that'll allow them to get the lucrative long-term deals that they're used to getting. So that puts a wrench in all of these markets and all of these possibilities as well, and Von Miller at his age, like a J.J. Watt, could be a guy who just wants a a big-time, big-money, one-year deal and then get back into the market, and hey, I would love for the Titans to be able to maybe capitalize on, on that environment and take advantage of some big name free agents, some productive guys who just want to get paid for one year and just completely remodel this defense. I would be okay with that as a philosophy. But speaking of remodeling the defense, what I do want to do before we get into the free agent names, as I have been doing throughout these preview episodes, is talk about what the Titans' current position is or what their current situation is at this position. So number one, let's talk about cornerback. And of course, the Titans have Malcolm Butler on the team, but he's looking at about $14 million this year and cutting him would save the Titans $10 million. So right now, that seems like a a likely possibility. A restructure would be a perfect in-between, but not certain that Malcolm Butler, who did play very well last year, would agree to something like that. And the Titans may very well just need that $10 million. Adoree Jackson, of course, going into his final year of his contract with the Titans, his fifth-year option. Christian Fulton, the rookie from last year. Kareem Orr, uh, a practice squad guy who may get a chance on the roster, but I really think he's more of a practice squad guy. And then, of course, Chris Jackson, the seventh-round rookie from last year's draft who really struggled. The Titans have in-house free agent Desmond King as well, and we'll discuss him more in the free agent landscape. But one thing that I do just want to say quickly about the cornerback position for the Titans. So the thought was last year, the Titans Titans at full strength could have a good coverage unit and that would help cancel out the deficiencies in the pass rush. Well, the Titans had a Dory Jackson out there, and I don't know if it's completely fair to judge a Dory based on the injury and everything that took place, but the Titans had Malcolm Butler out there. They had Desmond King, who was a vet who should have been able to plug and play and be good to go. Uh, Christian Fulton was obviously in and out of the lineup, but when a Dory was out there and, and the Titans had a decent compliment, even when Breon Borders was playing pretty well, it still wasn't near enough to make the defense serviceable. So I think at this point in time, John Robinson maybe has to change course away from thinking that he can have a talented secondary and that will help the pass rush and just dump all the resources into having a good pass rush and and letting himself have a a mediocre secondary. I mean, I would love for the both the secondary and the edge rush to both be good guys. But, you know, the Titans have limited resources here with the cap and what they may be able to do. They're going to have to find a way to have some deficiencies in certain circumstances. And I think when you look at recent championship teams, outside of Teron Matthew, the Chiefs had a decent secondary. They didn't have any top-tier cornerbacks, but they had Chris Jones. They had Frank Clark. They were able to get pressure on the quarterback. And and that was good enough to help the defense be decent enough. You look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and everybody's lauding their secondary right now, but their secondary isn't a bunch of super talented guys. They're guys who played very well in that scheme, and the pass rush was so good with the guys up front that it helped the guys in coverage out. The Titans need to try to go away from being a coverage team that helps out their pass rush and be a pass rush team that helps out their secondary, and that may include cutting a guy like Malcolm Butler, getting a mid-tier guy like we're going to talk about, and then putting that $10 million into a pass rusher and paying a pass rusher $14 million like you were going to pay Malcolm. 
And then instead of paying a a, 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 a mid-tier pass rusher like a Jack Crawford $4 million, you spend that money on a mid-tier corner. Maybe you got to flip the philosophy here. Just you know, saying something that, that the Titans have to consider doing. And we are going to talk about all the ways that they can possibly do that at cornerback and at safety in our next segment. Before we do that, I want to tell you about our friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to shop for all your auto and body parts needs from hundreds of different manufacturers, all the different brands, specifications, and best of all, prices that you prefer. Like I was mentioning about those prices at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low. And the thing is, they're the same for everyone. One thing I didn't know is chain auto parts stores will give different prices to professional mechanics and the do-it-yourselfers. You're never going to have that happen to you at rockauto.com. So why spend up to twice as much for the same exact part? And it may not even be in stock at that store. So you have to wait for the part anyways, and you're paying more. Order it online at rockauto.com right now. You can go see all the parts available for your car or truck and when you do so, make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box right underneath your shipping information. Go to rockauto.com right now. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Let's dive into the free agent market at the cornerback position. One thing that that I really just noticed as a trend here when it comes to the entire cornerback options list, they all have some major knocks. All of them. I mean, it's really, really difficult to play cornerback in the NFL, guys. It's one of the most difficult positions in all the sports to to do over and over. You never know what the guy in front of you is going to do for sure. It's just a very difficult position to play. So that makes it hard to find, you know, lockdown, top-notch guys that are available. Even the top names at the market, in my opinion, are not really reliable number one shutdown corners. You know, it's a tough position to play and you got to try to have a good pass rush to help out these guys because all of them, like I said, have their own warts and their own deficiencies. So the top guys at the market, it's the market is crowded with big names, but they're older guys and the guys who are not older, but I still think are, are the top names are number one, William Jackson. So Jackson's 27. He's had some injuries. He has had some injuries. That's something you're going to hear me bring up a lot. But through the injuries, he's always played very well. And he's a good tackler as well. He's a willing tackler. As a matter of fact, this is a stat you're going to hear me bring up quite a bit throughout today's show. And that is tackle efficiency rating. It is an analytic from Pro Football Focus. But in that analytic, William Jackson was actually ranked 12th in tackling efficiency out of cornerbacks. So he's a willing tackler, a decent tackler. He's a a good overall corner. Like I said, not a shutdown corner, but a good overall corner. And I'm thinking he might get anywhere from 8 to $12 million in that range. So at that rate for that kind of corner, 
interesting. If it's closer to 8, I'd pounce all over it. If it's 10 or higher, then you're not really getting the savings from Malcolm Butler than you would hope. But if you could take a $14 million Malcolm Butler and turn him into an $8 million William Jackson, then I would do that all day. But he's probably going to go a little bit higher than that. The next guy is Shaq Griffin. Now, Shaq Griffin's a year younger, 26. He was injured in 2020. Didn't play great when he was on the field, but he's a young, promising guy who had a pretty good season in 2019. For his play in 2019 and his age, he's going to be looking in the same range as Jackson, probably maybe even a little higher, 9 to 12, maybe 10 to 13, somewhere in there. And again, I don't really see him as a fit because of that price range. Jackson at the low end, I would count for the Titans as an option, but but not Shaq Griffin in the range that he's likely to command. The next set of names here from those two guys who are still young and have promising careers ahead. The next step down is the big name veterans, and I'll quickly run through those. Xavier Rhodes, Patrick Peterson, Richard Sherman, A.J. Bouye, Jason Verrett. So all of those guys are 30 or more. Rhodes, 31. Peterson, 31. Sherman, 33. Bouye, 31. Verrett, 30. So at that age, these guys, it's a it's a position that is driven by athleticism. You got to cover guys. It's very difficult. So at that age, these guys start to take a little bit of a dip. But Xavier Rhodes did very well in the Colts system last year and could be looking for his one last big contract. So Spot Track's market evaluation had him at about seven point three million. I would say he might look for a little bit more. But at eight million, when I talk about a guy like William Jackson, could be in that range. I don't think the Titans should pay for Xavier Rhodes, Patrick. Peterson, he's estimated to be around $10 million with his name value. I wouldn't be surprised for him to get around that, but I wouldn't expect the Titans to be the people to do that if you're not going to, you know, I would take Malcolm Butler at 14 before I'd take Patrick Peterson at 10. So that's how I feel about that, despite the name value there. And I don't want either of those contracts. Richard Sherman, a complete stay away from me. He'll probably take a discount at 33. He only played five games last year, but obviously a big name. I don't want the Titans to be the one to, to go into that market, though. I, I want to stay away from from that. Now, AJ Bouye is an interesting ga- name. Only played seven games in 2020, but obviously there's that Texans connection with Anthony Midget, with Mike Vrabel. He hasn't played a full season since 2017, though, and the Titans need people that are reliable in the secondary and actually play, which rules out the next guy, too. Jason Verrett, 30 years old, but his injury history is longer than pretty much all of these other guys. He did play well last year, though, and because of that, some team's going to give him him a look, but my blanket statement for all these guys is at their age and the price range that they're going to be at, if I'm going to be in the price range of seven, eight, nine, up to $10 million, I'm not going to use that money on these older options. I'm going to go into some guys who might still have some upside, who have some good athleticism, who may have their warts in one way or another, but you could potentially get a little bit more out of than you're going to be able to get out of these older vets. So we are going to talk about those options right now. Now, all of these cornerbacks guys, they're just another guy. Jags. It's a common term in the league. Uh, Most players out there are not red chippers. They're not blue chippers. They're just another guy. And you could replace them with about 10 to 20 other guys playing around the NFL and get similar results. So all of these guys, one way or another, have their warts. They're all just another guy. But if you got the right momentum, if you got them in the right circumstances with a good pass rush, as we've seen with a lot of these guys, they've had good moments. So the Titans have to pick and choose what they're looking for 
for in a player. And I'm going to go over some of the guys who make some sense, but I'm quickly going to go through the list of guys in this range. We're going to be looking anywhere from four to six, maybe seven million dollars at most, but I would guess four to six. Uh, Traverius Ward. Played for the Chiefs last year, only 26 years old. Very solid, in, not very solid, but he's more solid in coverage than he is against the run, but despite what people think about Ward last year, he was third in tackling efficiency per pro football focus. So a guy who really put it out on the field last year, played his best football. The Titans may be able to give him a look at only 26 years old. It's got to be something that they think about. And 6-1, the Titans will probably look for a boundary cornerback. They want a Dory Jackson in the slot. Christian Fulton can take over for the slot if a Dory doesn't work out this year. The Titans need to replace their boundary cornerbacks, especially if Malcolm Butler is cut. So, Traverius Ward. Ron Darby played with the Eagles at the beginning of his career, had a ton of injuries, but was solid with the Washington football team last year. He's only 27 years old. Now, he's 5'11", but at that size, a good tackler. He was fifth in tackling efficiency last year. And just for a point of reference for you guys, Malcolm Butler was 15th in the NFL in tackling efficiency, and Adoree Jackson was 180th. Uh, Desmond King was actually top 35. He was 35th in tackling efficiency. So there's some point of reference for you guys. Ronald Darby's only 27. So an interesting option. But for me, I like the guys that are a little taller to be on the boundary. Quentin Dunbar, 29 years old. Quite frankly, he had a, a, a fake legal incident and ended up working out for him. But, you know, just to be in those circumstances doesn't really seem like the type of guy the Titans would be looking for. He did have a knee injury in 2020. Played pretty well the years before that. He could be on the high end of this price range at 7. But at the age, the the history there, and the price, I wouldn't be interested in Dunbar. Uh, Chidobia Woozy played for the Cowboys, only 26 years old. He's an okay cornerback, got some good coverage skills, not really a willing tackler, has had some injuries. He's six foot, and he could be at the high end of this market at about seven, six million, so I would pass on a woozy as well. Sidney Jones, someone who struggled in Philadelphia, like Darby, but played okay for Jacksonville last year. He is six foot tall, but with the injury history that he had not only in the NFL, but in college, I would want to stay away from Jones, even though he's 25 and could really blossom. A Kel Witherspoon. This is a, a Kello Witherspoon is a guy who I'm very interested in for the Titans. He's six foot two and he has been very inconsistent in his career, but he plays. He's durable. He's out there. And at six foot two, at 26 years old, that's a guy coming out of San Francisco's program, which is a good program. I would take a chance on in that mid tier market. I would rather have a $14 million pass rusher and then have a $6 million Okello Witherspoon than the other way around for the Titans this year. Darquez Denard, all of these guys I'm talking about are boundary cornerbacks, but Denard has some versatility in and out, but he's 29 years old. He's only played one full season with his injuries. He's only 5 foot 11, so I'm not I'm not going to get into that business as a as a boundary cornerback with Darquez Denard. Two names who I am interested in though, or one name that I am interested in here is Razul Douglas. He's 26 years old, 6 foot 2, so another big guy and he's incredibly durable. 14 games, 16 games, 16 
17 games, 14 games. He was 28th in tackling efficiency. So he's a big body corner that can play on the boundary. He tackles pretty well. He's in the top 30 cornerbacks in tackling, and he's been incredibly durable throughout his career despite being inconsistent in coverage. He was 47th in coverage grade per pro football focus last year, though. So that's top 50 out of cornerbacks in the league. There's two starting corners on every league. That's 60. So that's a starting level corner. He could be in the mid-tier range or even the low range of this price range at about 4 to $5 million. Very interested in a guy like Razul Douglas. And then the last guys that I want to mention here are Kevin King, six foot three. Now he has had a ton of injuries with the Green Bay Packers. We did just see him get roasted in that final game against the Buccaneers, but he's only 26. He has been a starting cornerback. He is a big body boundary guy. Maybe somebody the Titans could take a look at. Terrence Mitchell as well, filled in for Greedy Williams last year in Cleveland. Had a pretty good year, was 40th in coverage grade. He's 29 years old though. He's five foot 11. He is a very good tackler. I wouldn't say very good tackler, but he's willing to tackle. But at that age, at that size, I would rather look at some of the younger, bigger options. But that's going to do it for the boundary guys. We are going to talk about the slot guys right now. And I honestly don't think the Titans will be interested in slot options because if they are, I'd rather bring back Desmond King at about $6 million or $5 million somewhere in there than go out and get another slot guy on the free agent market, especially when you have a Dory Jackson and Christian Fulton who both show ability in the slot and Kareem Orr and Chris Jackson both primarily played in the slot. So four out of the five cornerbacks you actually have on the roster right now play primarily in the slot when you want them at their optimal place. So I don't think the Titans will look this way, but if they do some options they have, Brian Poole, only 28, five foot ten. Troy Hill from the Rams, 30, 5'11". Poole played for the Jets last year. Kawan Williams coming from San Francisco, 30 years old, five foot nine. pass. Mike Hilton from the Steelers uh, coming over. Mackenzie Alexander played for Cincinnati, 27 years old. Those guys, Hilton and Mackenzie Alexander, are five foot nine and five foot ten respectively, and are both looking to command over about seven million on the open market. So I'm just out on all the slot options. I'd rather focus on having a boundary guy in a mid-tier range, someone in their mid-20s who still has some upside despite maybe injury or consistency concerns. That's gonna do it for the cornerback position. We are gonna move into the safety position to end off today's show. But before we do, want to tell you about betonline.a. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place your bets on all the sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. The MLB and majors in golf are right around the corner. But BetOnline also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. There's real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKED on. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. are going to end not only today's episode, but the 2021 Locked on Titans free agency preview here with the safeties. Now, the safety position 
has increased in value a little bit lately with the need to guard tight ends, big slot receivers over the middle, the emphasis that teams have put on getting the ball to playmakers in space, which increases the need for versatility, guys who can actually tackle and be physical against blockers, against those RPOs and those quick hitters outside. So you think about a guy like Desmond King. That's a good example. Even a guy like Logan Ryan, really. Those are safety cornerback prototypes, if you will. And having guys like that, that can actually just play safety and be interchangeable and do a ton of different things, they're incredibly valuable right now. So certain safeties, that has boosted their value. Now certain safeties, it hasn't necessarily had that same effect. But What I mean to say is the top names on the market at the safety position are going to be out of the Titans price range. And quite frankly, paying Kevin Byard what they're paying him and having uh, Amani Hooker and not only that, but having Dane Crookshank and having Kenny Vaccaro on the roster. The Titans have four safeties. It's probably the most depth that they have at any position right now outside of offensive line in terms of what they actually have on the current roster. I know it'll be different as we progress, but uh, with those four, even if you cut Kenny Vaccaro, which I think could be an option for the Titans, you're going to be rolling with Kevin Byard and Imani Hooker as your starting safeties. Now, I'd be fully in favor of maybe getting in a third safety who's a veteran on the free agency market, a cheap option, a mid-tier option, because I like those three safety looks. I like using Imani Hooker as a free safety, but also getting him more involved closer to the line of scrimmage. So maybe the Titans go out and get more of a free safety coverage type guy so that they can use Kevin Byard closer to the line of scrimmage, use Imani Hooker closer to the line of scrimmage, and that's something that KB's going to have to get used to going forward. I would stop viewing Kevin Byard as a free safety um, for the time being. He's going to transition more into a strong safety look. Now, the Titans' defense is about versatility at safety. They want people who can go backwards and go forwards, blitz, do everything. But at some point, you, you got to have guys who have certain skill sets and cer- certain strong suits. I talked about this at the linebacker position. If you look for a, a jack-of-all-trades all the time at safety, you're going to end up at some point in time with guys who don't do anything particularly well. And that's kind of the issue that they're running into. Now, Kevin Kenny Vaccaro was not good against the run last year, but he also obviously isn't great in coverage, and that makes him kind of hard to have out on the field and why Imani Hooker started getting much more opportunities. And I would expect him to get more. Like I said, I think it's a big possibility that Vaccaro is cut. So let's talk about the options. Anthony Harris, Marcus Mays, John Johnson, Justin Simmons, Carl Joseph, Marcus Williams, all these guys are in their mid-20s and they're all going to be commanding, with the exception of maybe Carl Joseph, who will be a right around probably six, seven, eight million dollars in there. All the rest of those guys are looking at double digits, and the Titans certainly aren't going to spend double digit salary on a safety when they're paying Kevin Byard 14 million next year or this upcoming year. So those guys are the top names on the market, but I just don't see it for the Titans. Some names that could could potentially make sense for the Tennessee Titans and a little behind the curtain you're going to hear my page turn here guys I did so much research on the secondary it took up two and a half pages in my notebook and there's just no way to to edit that out and let's just be real so you hear the pages crinkle and I am back to my notes I hope you guys don't think that I memorized literally everything in the entire world so hope I didn't break the fourth wall too bad for y'all out there but the names that I do think make a little bit of sense 
Kareem Jackson. This would basically be the Jonathan Joseph version at safety this year. Jackson obviously has history in Houston with Mike, with Anthony Midget. Uh, he's much more of a coverage safety right now. He's not somebody who's going to get up and tackle, but he had a pretty dang good year for the Broncos last year, considering everything. Um, at this point in time, I don't know if Kareem Jackson will be a free agent. It's a club option for him, but I do think ultimately he will be cut by the Broncos and with the Houston Tides, a, a sage vet who will be a cheap option could make sense for the Titans to pull a Jonathan Joseph at safety and have a guy who could play that free safety spot in their dime defense, their diamond defenses, especially with they have six defensive backs, three safeties, three corners on the field. A guy in the division, Malik Hooker. Now, Hooker's only 25 years old. I don't know if I said this, but Cream Jackson's 33, so that's why it's Jonathan Joseph level. But Malik Hooker is on the other side. He's only 25 years old. He's had tons of injuries since he's been out of Ohio State for the Colts, but he was a very good cover guy when he's healthy, and maybe if the Titans feel like they can get him healthy at only 25 years old, if the price tag is right, somebody they could take a chance on and see if they can pair him with uh, Amani Hooker, pair him with Kevin Byard, and even if maybe Kevin Byard starts to slip in coming years, you have a young guy with Hooker, you have the Hookers in the backfield who can maybe help you uh, get better coverage out of your secondary going forward. Deshaun Gibson, 31, more on the older age, played pretty well last year for Chicago. He's just an all-around guy. He fits in the Titan scheme. He can play in the box. He can also play deep, so that could be an option, but I think Gibson's still going to look to be a starter in the NFL. Maybe the Titans want to keep Imani Hooker as a role player, and they want to bring in a starter if they cut Kenny Vaccaro, but Deshaun Gibson would be an option if that's a route they want to go. I just don't see it. Another guy like that, Jaquiski Tart, played for San Francisco. Francisco. He's 29 years old, only played seven games in 2020, but when he's been on the field, he's been a very good all-around safety. And then a guy who I'm interested in, Malik Hooker, Kareem Jackson, and then this name are guys who I think the Titans could potentially take a look at. Jalen Mills, only 27 years old. He was typecast. This is like the Hassan Reddit conversation from yesterday. He came out of college as a cornerback, and he didn't play very well, but then he got moved to safety. And he played a lot better at safety than he ever did at corner. So maybe the bargain that the Titans can get because of that can allow them to get Jalen Mills in there. And as a, as a role player in the safety group, you have Amani Hooker and Kevin Byard starting. They can slowly get Jalen Mills in there and maybe... Safety was his position all along, and the Titans could really find an, an excellent player through a position change in the middle of his career. So that's why I identified those guys. But that's it. That's our free agency preview. I'm going to recap some of the names that I had my eye on as we get closer and closer to free agency actually kicking off in about a month. So obviously, I'll keep you in tune with the names as we go. But glad that we could get our big picture free agency preview out of the way for you guys. A lot of people have been asking for that. That's going to do it for me today. Before we go, want to remind you guys about a few podcasts coming from the Locked On Podcast Network that you should really check out. Number one is More Than a Game. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. Right now, you can hear Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Alaya of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed at radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. 
Also, make sure that after you're done with this show right now, you check out the Locked On NFL show for Thursday. You got your Tennessee Titans news. Now it's time to get all of your NFL national news. And I talked about Von Miller, probably something that will be discussed. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans. <laughs>